Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I am Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I am asking this one: What do comorbidities mean for the epidemic in India? It's day 91 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India, and we are reporting 33,610 cases with 1,075 deaths. About those deaths, Lav Agarwal, the Joint Secretary for Health, had this to say in today's press briefing. Seventy-eight percent of cases where there has been a death, the patient had comorbidities. The reason we are bringing this to your notice is that with respect to COVID-19, both being of elderly age and having comorbidities have been found to be risk factors. This is in line with what regions across the world are finding. People with a serious underlying health condition, including asthma, chronic kidney disease, hypertension, heart disease, obesity, and liver disease, are at a higher risk of getting infected with the SARS-CoV-2 virus, requiring hospitalization, and particularly of developing a serious form of the illness, including death. Vox reports that 78% of all people put into intensive care for COVID-19 in the US have had an underlying condition like diabetes or heart disease. 32% had diabetes, 29% had heart disease, 21% had chronic lung disease, and 9% had compromised immune systems. So who does this put at greatest risk in India? Non-communicable diseases are now India's greatest killers. Ischemic heart disease and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, both risk factors for COVID, were the biggest killers of Indians in 2017, according to the Global Burden of Disease report. 11% of women aged 15 to 49 and 15% of men have hypertension, according to the 2015-16 National Family Health Survey. 6% of women and 8% of men have high blood glucose levels. This also means that in a country that routinely misdiagnoses the cause of death, potential increases in deaths from these comorbidities are going to be a number to watch in the future. As people grow richer, the burden of disease tends to shift from communicable diseases to non-communicable diseases, a process that is known as the epidemiological transition. India's richest states including Kerala, Delhi and Goa are far along in this epidemiological transition. and so face a higher risk of comorbidities in the treatment of the novel coronavirus but what is also worrying is that india's poorest states have witnessed faster growth in these non communicable diseases than the richest states putting them at growing risk and finally there is the disproportionate impact on vulnerable communities in chicago in the us 70% of those who have died from covid-19 are black even though black people make up only 29% of the city's population the majority of the black covid-19 patients who died had underlying health conditions including respiratory problems and diabetes 81% of them had hypertension or high blood pressure diabetes or both wbez in chicago reports in india the least educated men and women are at highest risk of high blood pressure and diabetes the nfhs found And that's just what we know about comorbidities that studies in China, the US and Europe have established. What about underlying conditions of particular concern in India like malnutrition or tuberculosis? I asked Dr. Madhupai, 
who is director of global health at McGill University in Montreal and director of the McGill International Tuberculosis Center if there was any evidence yet about TB or malnutrition as risk factors. I would put uh, TB right on top of the pile there because TB primarily affects low and middle income countries. Uh, TB does cause lung damage, although we don't have a lot of published data yet on whether that lung damage will make someone either more susceptible to getting infected with COVID-19 or if they do get COVID-19, are they more likely to die of COVID-19 um, because the lung is already damaged uh, because of TB? No, I think uh, nobody is in any real mood to do research at this point because everybody is just trying to survive this uh, lockdown and the anxiety rates are very high. What we know about TB, however, is that the poor are hit the worst. There is justifiably a lot of uh, anxiety about all the migrants and the daily wage earners because they are at risk of hunger and starvation. Turns out that uh, TB preferentially affects that community. The, the, if you look at the income distribution of uh, people with TB in India, it's the lowest quintile that is most disproportionately affected by TB. And if they are migrants with TB and they're trying to reach back home or come back to the cities or um, they're simply not getting any food, I can imagine that is the group that will least access healthcare at this time because they have more proximate concerns of just trying to live uh, or get back to their homes. And we have no idea what this uh, reverse migration of people to the communities uh, might do. So um, that is the most vulnerable group and even getting them food um, and nutrition at this point could be a very important life-saving intervention. We do not yet have enough demographic information on India's COVID cases to be able to say which communities and income groups have been hit the hardest. But there's reason to be worried that the most marginalized will disproportionately be in harm's way. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question.